What is good, ladies and gentlemen? This is the episode 59 of your mom's favorite threesome, the college football edition. Uh, super excited to get into this today. Ah, uh, uh, that's what I'm talking about. That's, that's you know, absolute music to my ears right there. We do not own the rights to that song, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Do not come after us, CBS, please. Um, yeah, no, absolutely getting so pumped up for the season. You know, we're, uh, what, 18 days away mm-hmm. from uh, kickoff. Um, from OU kickoff, from OU actually, kickoff. I was gonna say, week, week zero, zero starts yeah. next weekend. Right, which, you know, um, super excited about that as well. Um, there's, there's some decent games that first week. I mean, we'll be able to tune in for something. I mean, once it starts, it's like football just keeps going. It's like, I think oh. it's like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah. Football Dude, I'm start. so excited for football so, to just be here. Just to have that back, obviously, <laughs> oh, NFL coming right behind it as well. Oh. But today's episode is all about college football, baby. Um, yes. Yeah, just um, this is something that, you know, obviously we look forward to every year. A lot of good storylines going in the season, so we're going to break down a lot of that. Um, but real quick, let's check in with the guys, see how everything's going. You guys have a good weekend? Yeah, man. Good weekend. Uh, No, I think you guys know what I did. I worked. Uh, But no, I was actually able to, I worked this weekend and I caught caught a couple fights, uh, which was pretty cool. So yeah, good weekend, man. What about you? Yeah, no, it was a good weekend. Uh, Pretty busy all weekend doing stuff. Got uh, between uh, trying to get stuff in order for moving. Uh, moving Doesn't out of moving sucks, bro. It's the absolute worst. Oh. Getting everything transferred over is the absolute worst. Fucking uh, sucks. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But um, don't forget you got like ten uh, bins. Oh yeah. In no, my yeah. apartment. That's, that's <laughs> I thought about that. I was like, I gotta go up there and get that. No, so there's just a lot going on. But I was able to watch a little sports and uh, get excited a little bit more excited for college football. I mean, watching a lot of you know clips from the years past getting. Uh, just to get the juices flowing. Get so. jacked, yeah. Absolutely. And uh, the new preseason poll has come out, the official uh, AP poll. Um, so why don't we go ahead and start there, look at that list, kind of see. did change a ton from what we'd seen before. Um, but, uh, Sam, why don't you go ahead and kind of maybe throw out some key teams there. Uh, well, it's funny how, because I go right to Blues Report, and I'm like looking at the uh, poll to top 25, and it has – Bama is one. They open up the season as number one. Ohio State two, and then Georgia three, and then there's an ad as like a gap, and then the rest of the top mm-hmm. ten. Uh, probably accidental, but for some people, they think there is that gap this season. But <laughs> uh, coming in at four is Clemson, five Notre Dame, six Texas A&M, seven Utah, eight Michigan, nine Oklahoma, ten Baylor. Rounds out the top ten. And then we have Oregon, Oklahoma State, North Carolina State, USC, Michigan State, Miami, Pittsburgh, Wisconsin, Arkansas, Kentucky, Ole Miss, Wake Forest, Cincy, Houston, and BYU finishing out the top 25. There seems to be a team missing from – was in the coaches' poll. Yeah, it, it's funny. I, I don't remember you saying Texas. Was that Wasn't that down? a team that received, I believe, one first-place vote in the coach's poll? First-place wow. vote, not even in the top 25. How crazy. No kidding. I mean, uh, you know, 
a little shocking. I'm not going to lie. The hype for Texas in the uh, beginning of the season, it does make me a little shocked that the AP poll uh, didn't put him in there. But, again, I think it's one of those things where they're kind of saying, you got to prove it to us this time. Absolutely. That we're done putting you in here. We've got to see it to believe it. And uh, Texas is going to have some opportunities to do it. Uh, we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, no Texas in there. Um Surprise is not much different from actually from the uh, no, it was, yeah, from the coaches poll. It's pretty similar. Um, USC is in that fourteen fifteen range. Uh, I know we talked about them being one of the overrated teams. Uh, Oklahoma State. I know Preston had you had them on their, your list. They're at twelve. Uh, really, besides that, I mean, no one really else kind of stands out. Um, I know we'll jump into it here pretty soon. Uh, Wake Forest took a big hit. Yeah. Uh, uh, past week, so we'll jump into that. But other than that, um, no one really stands out. It looks, you know, like a pretty decent uh, top twenty-five. I want to say I, I feel like I know you guys are gonna, you know, do a deep dive into it. But you guys got to be pretty, pretty okay, or, or you know, semi excited the fact that you know everything you guys team OU went through last year, and you know them them having a lot of players leave and them. Kind of, you know, getting a new coach, kind of like not in a total rebuild, but kind of in a rebuild, like you're going to have a new identity. You got a lot you got to figure out. To be sitting at number nine, you have to feel pretty good about that, right? Or are you kind of like on a, eh, we'll see what happens. Oh, I'm excited about it. I mean, yeah. this is, you know, again, this isn't, they talked about it. It's not like, I understand the talent that did leave, but it's not like the cupboard was bare. When Brent came mm-hmm. uh, and that coaching staff. No, I mean you're still an elite program. Yeah, well, I mean, they, I mean the roster was not. I mean they, the recruits, their good players were there. Mm-hmm. This isn't like what uh, you know Bob said uh, once he took uh, took over for the bowl game, and then of course when Brent came over, he said the roster now is in better shape than when they took over back in '99. So, okay. um, I just you know it's you know it's one of, it's a wait and see. Um, I like everything they, you know, that's been going on. I've liked you know, all the reports I've heard out of camp. Everything sounds good. You know, it's just putting that to the field, and uh, that's the most important thing. Absolutely. You know, I mean, <clears throat> obviously it's exciting to be a top ten team. I mean, it doesn't really mean much at this point, obviously, but it just speaks volumes to what that coaching staff has been able to do, uh, what the university has been able to kind of keep things together. I mean, it's like – Despite Lincoln leaving, you know, despite a first-time head coach, despite all the transfers, everything that's happened, uh, you know, the the freaking, you know, whatever you want to call last week with, you know, Kale Gundy, despite everything, the team still finds itself in a in a top ten position and able to, uh, you know, go out there and try to make some noise. I mean, a lot of team, a lot of people are picking them for um, favorites for the Big Twelve champ- champions. Um, you know, they, they find themselves in a good position to where uh, the con- or their schedule lines up very well, getting Baylor and OSU both at home. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a good position for a with a lot of question marks on a team. They're just in a good position uh, to where it could have been a lot, a lot worse. Uh, so I'm happy overall. Um, super excited to watch that first game, obviously. Yep, and uh, just ready to get after it, man. What are you going to be paying attention to the most? Like, what do you want to see um, that first game from OU? Are you more focused on the quarterback situation? Are you more focused on if the defense is going to be a little, 
more put together than they were last year? Like, what are you guys looking for when watching this OU team? Well, compared to the, I mean, the first game last year against Tulane, I want to see them come out with some energy. Yeah. I mean, last, I mean, they they jumped on them thirty-five to seven at halftime against Tulane, and basically just came out in just full sleepwalk mode. Um, you know, I believe Brent will be will have them motivated, have them ready to go. I'm interested to see how the defense is going to look. Obviously, um, they've got some guys who uh, should be, you know, who will be starting, who showed out at uh, had their moments last season. Um, there's going to be some young guys that will probably get some run that I'm interested in seeing. Offensive, the thing that the main thing I want to see is the defense and offensive line because uh, those are kind of the two biggest question marks on both sides of the ball. Um, offensive line last year was. Uh, much maligned to say the least. Um, where the def- I mean, defensive line lost a lot of uh, you know star power. They do have some good players, and they did bring some transfers in. So it's going to be interesting to see how uh, that new uh, co- the coaching staff and the players uh, come together and see how that uh, the new D line they perform. I mean, against I know it's against UTEP, but still, you want to see them come out and to, you know impose their will against a uh, inferior opponent. And then same goes for the offensive line. Yeah, I mean, kind of what Sam just said, it's really about seeing a team, how disciplined they are, um, you know, how I want to see that difference between when you look at that O-line, that D-line, I want to be able to see the difference between the caliber of players between uh, a UTEP and a OU and, you know, stuff like that. You know, I, I think here in years past, you know, they've talked about how much stronger, uh, you know, everyone's gotten, all those kind of things. Because we've been recruiting guys who are being recruited by Alabama, by Ohio State, you know, the big-name schools. Kids are wanting these guys that we've gotten the last few years. And not saying that they have, like, necessarily underachieved, but you just kind of want to be able to see that difference between that guy and this guy kind of thing. And um, I think with getting, um, uh, you know, a a much-improved strength and conditioning coach back in Schmitty, Mm -hmm. um, I think that – you know, we're able to maybe take that next step to where we look like a top-tier program, um, you know, and it's just now about getting your guys in there. So I just want to be able to see that, you know, offensively, um, you know, where is Gabriel at? Is is he really what Sam believes he is? <laughs> uh, you know, is he that? Uh, are we able to run the football, you know, really impose our will on the offensive line? Because there's been a lot of great talk about that offensive line and improvements there. Uh, defensively, are we making the tackles? Are we a physical football team that comes with what you believe uh, Venables is? So it's just little things like that. It's not necessarily winning, you know, sixty-nine to zero. No, it's more about just getting out there and looking doing like all the little things right, looking like a complete football team yeah. and being the physical presence that we believe they're going to be. I'm nope. be more impressed that they came out and jumped out in the first quarter, something like a twenty-eight to nothing. Or you know even you know into the thirties that would impress me more than finishing a score that's sixty nine to nothing because yeah. you're already coming in and imposing your will right off the bat you're letting it be known that who is the more who is the dominant team and how this day is going to go because this is how you see teams like a Georgia and Alabama you know Ohio State this is how these teams come out and they impose their will against inferior opponents so I would like to see OU come out and do the same so that's what I would be looking for in that first game. Which is obviously something we haven't done the last few years. Yes. Now, I don't know. Last year, did everybody, did every team pretty much have like a full training camp set up? Or did COVID kind of affect 
the way teams like I'm, I'm assuming this year everybody's like rocking and rolling, right? Yeah. Like we I think had, I think last year, but they they, they were had back, a train, they had, they had a full because I didn't know yeah. if that yeah. played yeah. a part. So in last year last seems year. like it was probably pretty normal, but I mean now there's no excuse now. It's right, like everybody's yeah rocking. Okay. Everything's rocking and rolling. So yeah, um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of where I, I sit there. But yeah, super excited to see how that how that goes. Um, let's go ahead. Let's go since we've already kind of started here. Do you want to go ahead and just let's jump into it? Go right in. Uh, do we want to start with alphabetical, or do you want to go with the big t- the Big Twelve? I mean, we. I mean, if we can do, we can start with Big Twelve. If we want to because yeah. I mean, this is Big Twelve country. Yeah, let's yeah. go ahead. So and do that. for sure. So obviously, you kind of know where we stand on OU. I mean, um, we're going to kind of just go over the team as you know some key teams there, uh, maybe a sleeper team in the conference, and just kind of say uh, who do you think. Or you know the top dogs and who's going to end up winning the uh, the conference? Well, I mean, if we're going to get into, I mean, uh, your top dogs. I'm just, I mean, obviously it's ten teams. So I'll just give the top four who I believe is going to be, um, and I can start off with my bold prediction. Um, I think the number four team to finish out the year will be Texas. Um, and to be quite honest with you, would it surprise me if they came in at number five? Not really, because. Uh, Texas, I completely forgot a storyline for the spring ball is that Texas was not healthy enough on the offensive line to have an actual full kind of spring practices. They didn't even have a spring game because they didn't have enough healthy bodies on the offensive line. They just lost a junior uh, offensive lineman this past weekend along with a transfer receiver in Isaiah Naylor who came in from Wyoming, a guy who they expected to have you know, a big season, uh, caught – I think 60-plus catches for 800-plus yards and 12 touchdowns at Wyoming. Mm -hmm. Um, And he tore his ACL. Unfortunately, we hate injuries. Um, But I know they got a lot of transfers in. They got another guy who got got arrested not too long ago, uh, Agile Hall, transferred Mm -hmm. in from Alabama. I mean, it's just kind of a rough go right now, uh, preseason for Texas. It doesn't sound like Quinn Ewers is – winning the job down there in uh, Austin. Um, but, again, they just have too much talent to, I think, finish any lower than fourth. But I think the way things are going right now, um, if they don't take off, especially after that Alabama game, then I think you mentioned it the other day, I could definitely see this spiraling out of control. Um, I could definitely see an 8-4 season coming up for Texas, which obviously coming off 5-7, and seven, that's a big improvement. Mm-hmm. Um at number three, I'm going to ride K-State. Uh, they were my big sleeper team. Uh, I think they just have all the ingredients. They bring back a good amount of starters. Um, they uh, bring in a transfer quarterback in Adrian Martinez, who who knows Big 12 football pretty well. Um, he'll be back in Norman again like he was last year. Played really well against Oklahoma last mm-hmm. year. Um, he gives that offense for Kansas State at a different dynamic. And they also happen to have an All-American running back in Deuce Vaughn. So uh, a lot of play. Uh, there's good playmakers on this offense. Yep. Um, so we going by how we think that uh, even after the championship will be? Or we want to like – because we have our top two. Yeah. And then this is basically who I have and would be in the championship. Yeah, just let's just get – I mean, you don't even have to tell me – Who's in the Big Twelve champion? Just tell me who you think's gonna win it. Okay, so I'm gonna go with number two. I'm gonna go with number two, and I'm gonna go with Baylor. Um, I think Baylor. Uh, I know you were very you're very high on them. Uh, I think they're gonna keep rolling this season. 
they bring back a good physical defense. They've added some good pieces on that defense line, whether it be recruits or transfers. Um, Blake Shapin is uh, the guy that they're going to roll with over uh, Jerry Bohannon, who did transfer to South Florida. Um, Shapin played great against Oklahoma State in that bowl game. Or not bowl game, but the Big 12 championship. I think he completed his first, I don't know, I think it was like 15 or 16 passes. Um, he came out firing from everything I've seen and followed. He seems like he's having a great camp. Um, they did lose a lot with Tyquan Thompson and uh, Arian Smith and that on that offense, but they do have some other good pieces. I think they're going to get right back there. Um, and I do, I think one, because I do think Oklahoma is going to win the Big 12. I think Baylor good chance they could get him in the regular season and then OU returns a favor in the Big 12 title game. Um, I think I have OU winning the Big 12. I have them going 10-2. and um, Whether it's if they a non-conference that lost to Nebraska or a couple losses in the uh, Big 12. Um, but I, I think this team, there's just too much talent. And the buy-in for them with this new coaching staff I think has been very impressive. Um, I do think Dylan Gabriel is probably the best quarterback in the Big 12. Uh, he has a – the receiving core, I think, for OU could end up being one of – uh, if not the best as a whole because I know uh, Texas does have Xavier Worthy who is probably not the best, the second-best receiver in the Big 12 between, uh, behind Quentin Johnson from TCU. Um, but I just think there's going to be good offensive pieces, and I do think that offensive line – is going to bounce back from last year. I think the defensive line will hold up fine. It's going to be the linebacking core and secondary. I think that's going to do business for OU this season. I like OU to win the Big 12 this year. Jeez. Philly's like an encyclopedia, bro. <laughs> like, it amazes me, like, listening to a talk college football because he literally knows, like, every player. You know, um, what, before I get into my list, I did want to mention. I mean, obviously, you forgot, you left out one team in that top four, oh. being OSU. So I'm just kind of curious to know why you think they're not going to be in top four. I just think, I mean, really, like I said, it could be. I, I mean, I can interchange OSU for Texas. Yeah. Um, I just, it's tough for me to really. Again, you go back, you look at the last, look at the very last two games of Spencer Sanders. 21 uh, season, mm-hmm. you have a, a great performance against Notre Dame. He was fantastic. And then you watch what he did against Baylor, and it literally is a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde type player. You have a guy who comes out, I think he counted for five touchdowns against Notre Dame, and then you look at a guy who damn near should probably throw six picks against Baylor. Um, it's just trusting him. Now he is one of the more experienced quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, he is going to have some playmakers. But again, I just don't know how much I still trust him. Um, also, to that that defense overhaul is um, that is something to keep an eye on. I think they will have one of the better defensive lines, but I think they lost a ton with the secondary and with the linebacking core, and not just that, but leadership. A Mal- you lose a Malcolm Rodriguez, you lose some of that secondary leadership. I think they've lost a ton. I do think Derek Mason is a good uh, replacement for Jim Knowles. Um, I think he has a good defensive pedigree. But I just think that defense is going to end up hurting them a lot more than what people may think. Mm. Um, I mean, that's that's a good point. Um, you know, I, I kind of look at – I mean, you, you went ahead and went with the top four. I'm kind of in a 
position where I think this is going to be a year the Big 12 kind of beats up on each other. I can uh, see that. Where not one team is really the, the real just like standalone team uh, because it's just kind of funny to be sitting there talking like this and being like, oh, yeah, we'd even mention Iowa State. I mean, I know they're not as exciting coming out this year, but they've been very uh, very competitive the last few years. Mm-hmm. You know, I've uh, had a lot of key players, a, a big offense, you know, defense that could uh, – uh, stop spread offenses. I mean, they've done done a little bit of everything. Um, they so, do bring back one of the best defenders in uh, Will McDonald, mm-hmm. um, and his guy is an all. He was on the All American list. So. Yep. So I, I kind of like them somewhere towards like trying to get in that top four, um, but ultimately I, I do think the top four looks something like OSU, sure. at, starting right there at top four. Um, but it's a t- it's a close. I mean, I'm saying when I say number four and I say number one, I believe it's coming down to one game kind of thing. Sure. Um, so they're right there at number four because if, if they are able to beat OU again, um, I ultimately think that they could be playing in the Big 12 championship again. Um, I got Texas at number three. Um, I know it's Texas, and we got high hopes for them every year, and they somehow go – you know, don't make a bowl, don't make a bowl game, which is incredible. But I think there's absolutely way too much talent on this team, um, including one of my favorite running backs in the nation, and Robinson. Yeah, um, I think he is an absolute bruiser. Could do it all. Absolutely lit up OU for what three quarters last year. Yeah, some. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, so I think him coming back is going to be huge for them. It takes a lot of pressure off the quarterback, whoever that might be. Um, and they're able to kind of just run that spread offense. So uh, very close right there at number three. Uh, Baylor, I would almost put Baylor at number one, but because of the uncertainty that they have on offense, um, kind of like OU does, um, I just couldn't couldn't find myself putting them there. So I think they're going to be very solid. I think they're a team that is the team, almost like quote-unquote the team to beat, it's OU's conference, so it's always going to be OU's the team to beat. Sure, but Baylor's a close second right there. Oh, if because, we were doing power rankings, yeah. then I would I would actually give Baylor the number one spot. Yeah, I mean, just as almost like a just you know, uh, just some respect, respect for what they did last absolutely. season for sure. Um, so they're, they're right there, and then of course I got an OU at number one just because kind of same reason what we're talking about with Texas. Just a lot of skilled players get a lot of skill on both sides of the ball. Um, you know a. Um, some proven guys. Um, I, I think that it, it's it's scary because the difference between one and four is so close that oh, you could very well find themselves in that third, fourth position. But ultimately, like I said, this is their conference. It does look a little different, but I think they're going to score a lot of points. And ultimately, they really can't play much worse defense. So <laughs> oh yeah, it's like I think that's going to be improved as well. So because of those. Because of that, they're just going to be a, a pretty solid football team. So, um, But ultimately, like I said, I do believe it's going to be that year where everyone beats up on each other. I can definitely see that. I mean, a team that we haven't even talked about is TCU. Yep. Uh, Sonny Dykes comes in with a high-powered offense. Uh, his offense coordinator is Garrett Riley, Lincoln's little brother. Um, they did some really good things over at, uh, T- or at SMU last season. Um, they're going to have Chandler Morris, who's a former OU uh Back up. Uh, he played really well toward the end of the season mm-hmm. for them. They have, again, one of the best receivers in the conference in Quentin Johnson. I mean, the guy is a matchup nightmare. 
Um, and then they have some other good speed guys on that offense. Defensively is going to be where you – this is the thing you'd hardly have ever said about TCU in the past. Defense is going to be where the big question marks are at. Yep. Because uh, with Gary Patterson, you really didn't have a problem with their defense. With Sonny Dykes, they brought in the defense coordinator in from Tulsa um, to run his de- uh, defense, which Tulsa had a good defense last year. So it's going to be interesting to see. TCU, I actually – I know you're speaking about Iowa State. TCU, if I had a sleeper team to sneak into that top four – um, like I said, that four Texas or OSU can be interchangeable. I mean, you you literally I could tomorrow I could be like after listening to that I could be like, well, you know what, OSU probably does slide in there at four. Um, but TCU definitely could be a team that make can make a push and be into that top four. I like them by as the my season. sleeper. Yeah, that, that's where I was going to say after that was they're kind of my sleeper team that could end up being a, a little bit of a surprise. Um, I'll tell you who I kind of want to be that team was West Virginia. They've just been kind of down last sure. few years. Um, would like to see them kind of get a spark again. New offense coordinator in Graham yep. Harrell. Yep. Um, they brought in uh, JT Daniels. Um, they've got they've got talent on the offense. Uh, going to West Virginia for OU is not going to be easy this year. No. And it's toward the end of the season. Um, it's going to be an interesting uh, matchup for them. Uh, Iowa State as well because they got to go on the road to Iowa State, and it's going to be a Thursday night game. Um, it got flexed. It's back to Saturday. Is it? Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Um, I me- know because I'm in a wedding on that Saturday. And <laughs> it's my buddy CJ. Uh, he chose that date thinking of his OU friends, which I do appreciate. Sure. Because uh, it was a Thursday night game originally, and now they've got it set as a Saturday. So Bastards. Yeah. But, Damn. Um, yeah, Big 12, man. Very talented. Uh, I I'd like to say from top to bottom. Don't really expect much out of Kansas, but uh, watch out, Texas. Yep, yeah, yeah. Besides that, uh, and then you know, Tech. You know, like to see them get going again. They're just always a fun team to kind of. I think I will say I do like new head coach Joey McGuire. I think he's uh, breathing some life into that uh, that program. I know that he just got them. They're getting like another new two hundred million dollar uh, facility mm-hmm. going there. Yep, um, that's big for them. Uh, you know, he's already kind of. Done a little, uh, you know, uh, locker room material uh, at OU because um, they had to go to Tech, and he's already uh, thrown out that they're going to beat OU this year, whether it was in jest or not. Who knows? But uh, um, I don't know. T- this, I mean, the Big Twelve seems like it could be a fun. It's again, it's back to being you know just a really fun conference. Um, I don't know why I thought Cincinnati was in it this year. But I guess it's next, next year. year. Next year, next yeah. year. Next yeah, year next year. Join the Big 12. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next year's. I mean, we're at 14 teams in the Big 12 next year. I mean, that's going to be. Can't wait to see that schedule set up. But uh, <laughs> no, I. Uh, I think it's it's going to be a great season for the Big 12. Um, not. I'm not predicting any playoff teams for the Big 12. Um, so basically, they're all they're going to be fighting for uh, most likely the Sugar Bowl again. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I just think Baylor and OU right now are kind of the class of the Big 12. Again, I agree with you. The other teams aren't far behind, though. Um, it's going to be an interesting uh, season here in Big 12 country. Yes, sir. You got any uh, – so I'm guessing your bold prediction is probably TCU as that sleeper team. Yep. Um, like I said, I – we talked about – I talked – Texas kind of it. I mean, like I said, it would not surprise me with the way things have kind of gone because they have not improved on defense either, They have, and which was by far their worst – side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't seen anything offensively or defensively or heard anything defensively where they've improved. Um, 
I mean, when you guys when you got true freshmen running with the ones and twos, even though they did have a good offensive recruiting class on the offensive line, oh, yeah. still that's that's tough matchup problems. Yeah, a lot of young guys. Um, give me a, give me an offensive player of the year in the Big Twelve. You know, I think if OU's going to have any success, it's going to be because of Marvin Mims. Um, I think he's going to have to be a big-time player. Um, you know, I, I, a lot of people give him a lot of respect early on, um, but now looking at a lot of these um, rankings and stuff like that, I haven't really seen him in like a top five receivers in uh, the country. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to really have a big year um, and ultimately take that next step as that, that big-time receiver. Um, man, I'm gonna OU because I, I think I'm gonna go. It's gonna be an OU guy. I think I'm gonna go Marcus Major though, because I think the running game in this Jeff Levy offense is really gonna be the focal point. And I think Eric Gray is gonna have a good year. Don't get me wrong, but I think Marcus Major is the kind of back that is built for this off that kind of offense that he likes to run. Um, I'm going to say Marcus Major, and I think he's going to get back to having OU and uh, a 1,000-yard uh, running back. But of course, I mean, Kennedy was last year, but I'm talking about a good amount. Yeah. A guy who could be a top, uh, you know, two leading rusher in the Big 12. So I like him as the uh, – You sound like 1,300, 1,400 yards. I don't know if I'll go – just because he's going to have to split carries with uh, – Eric Gray, yeah. Um, I don't think thirteen. I think twelve hundred could 12. definitely be, yeah. yeah. But I mean, they got. But again, too, the thing about the offensive, the running backs and the receivers is they've got guys. I mean, the running backs outside of Gray and um, Gray and Majors. I mean, they got Javante Barnes, who's a true freshman out of uh, Vegas, that that a lot of people are high on. I mean, he could get some uh, run and get some carries in there. Um, the receiving core. I mean, Mims is obviously the guy. But you have Theo Weiss coming back. Um, you have Jalil Farouk, who starred in the uh, Alamo Bowl game, but he's a guy that everybody's very high on. They actually think he could be the breakout offensive player on this team. And then they got a guy who's six five, almost two hundred pounds, and true freshman Jaden Gibson. Uh, yeah, a guy who can almost be in that mold of Quentin Johnson down in TCU, and who can be a massive red zone problem uh, for other teams. So. Well, They've got so. good. So Dylan has a lot of weapons. They have. He has program. weapons. The biggest thing about OU is that if Dylan Gabriel goes down, that's where big trouble can happen. Yep. Um, I know they've been a little bit. I was listening to some. Uh, I was listening to uh, that Gabe, the Gabe Iker and Teddy podcast, and they seem the the guys who are running with the twos. They seem to be getting a better feel and a little bit happier with. But man, still, if Gabriel goes down, he's going to be the engine that's. He's going to be what stirs everything. Yeah. But if he goes down, then this offense, just to get to the the aspirations they're looking for, I don't know if they'll be able to get there with the guys behind them. If worst case scenario for you know, I know Philly thinks Gabriel's going to be like a a pretty decent quarterback, a really good quarterback. Yeah. Worst case scenario, if would you guys be happy if he kind of fell into that manager style, aka Ryan Tannehill type style? Like, if he's doing enough to get the right. job done and all the skilled players around him are kind of carrying the team, I have no problem is, that with something, that. is that something you guys would no, be okay with fine. or do you I, expect that? I think, especially in this offense, he's more uh, in tune or uh, more just set up to be more than just a game manager. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, when I think of game manager, I think of, like, at least in the past years, would be like Trevor Knight. 
Oh, yeah. You know, it was like he was more of a game manager for that because it was just like there wasn't a ton of skilled players. You know, he was very hit or miss. So I think Gabriel will be a little bit more than that. But, no, I mean, if that's all he had to do is like, hey, just get the ball to your playmakers and let them do their thing, then I'm, I'm okay with You're that. all about it. Yeah. I had no problem. I mean, get, especially if that defense. As long as he's not making mistakes. As long as he's not making mistakes, in which in his career – he should. I mean, he's shown that he does. He doesn't make too many mistakes. Um, but you know, like I said, this is a different, you know, different league. You know, um, he's but he does have different playmakers on his team. So um, it's going to be very interesting to see. But uh, is there anybody? Is there a certain player in the Big Twelve that's not on the OU that you like? And obviously, you're big on B. John Robinson. Is yeah. there anybody else that kind of stands out in this league that? Well, uh, I mean, it's obviously Spencer Sanders. The the Cowboys will go as far as the, as he could take them. I mean, that that's really what it comes down to. Like you said, he is a guy who is very bipolar. <laughs> yeah. Who can look like he is an absolute stud, can do everything, or he looks like he's never played football before. Shouldn't play, yeah. I mean, it's really crazy how that goes. So, I mean, honestly, those uh, – Robinson and Spencer mm-hmm. uh, were really the two guys I thought were probably the safer bet to bet on for an offensive player of the year. Um, because either way, both those guys are going to have big numbers. It's just how much they can um, really contribute at key times to to help their team get over those those humps and win those big games and everything. So um, I, I would say probably right now, um, Spencer's probably more the favorite in that sense, just because he's a quarterback and sure. can contribute. You know, like I said, a quarterback, especially a good quarterback, will could take a team from being a a, a five-win team to a, a nine-win team, you know, something like that really can change what a, a whole aspect of what a team will look like. We'll talk a little bit about that later. But um, So you're I, saying he's like in the sleeper possible could win player of the year? Oh, type yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we didn't call it a or sleeper. Or you're saying I mean, like he's a, it, he's a definite candidate to he's win. He's a definite candidate for sure. Him, Robinson, Mims, Gabriel, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of key guys like that. The big star guys, they are – in that position, position for a reason, and that's because they are the guys who kind of like you were saying, start the engine, like, keep that going. You know, I mean, that's why they are who they are. You know, the, mm-hmm. the stars on the team. So, um, I'm going to go with Hunter Deckers, the quarterback at Iowa State. Yeah, um, a guy that uh, Matt Campbell talked about at uh, Big Twelve Media Day, being they're really high on. I mean, they they say he they say he is definitely more athletic than Brock Purdy was. Um, was if he's we'll see if he's a better passer, um, but athletically he's he's better. Um, he's going to have Xavier. Uh, he's going to have Xavier Hutchinson to throw to, which is always a great thing to have uh, when you have a number one like that. Um, they have no Brees Hall, but they have a good stable of running backs coming back to Iowa State this year. Um, he's going to be very interesting because I think you're right. I think if he does kind of take it to another level. I definitely believe Iowa State's going to be a team that could fight to be in the Big 12 title game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to the SEC. Okay. Let's just jump in there real quick and uh, run through this. This is our future family. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and obviously, I, I think everyone agrees the that the, uh, the top two teams are pretty set in stone. I mean, not only in this conference, but in the country. So uh, let's 100%. go ahead and start with Alabama and Georgia. Okay. Um, you know, obviously Alabama gets them early. Uh, Georgia gets them in the national championship. 
now we're back to a, a year where both teams lost a lot, especially Georgia. I think Georgia um, – They returned with, 10 starters. Yeah, but on defense, I mean, defensively, <laughs> losing what they have, I mean, it just seemed like the entire draft is full of Georgia players. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Like, holy crap. I mean, Philadelphia Eagles have – I they they just had a – Feast on yeah. big Georgia guys. So obviously, I got to start with Bama. Thinking, well, they're bringing back the Heisman Trophy winner, and bringing back a guy who was right there fighting for defensive pl- or uh, a uh, Heisman as a defensive player, being uh, Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bama is going to be Bama. I mean, you know, we'll hear some running back names going forward, but Bryce Young, absolute stud. Um, has done what he's needed to do. Um, they'll find some. I'm sure they'll have some great receivers that pop up and end up being, um, you know, maybe not quite as talented as the last receiving core because they had some freaking studs on there. Yeah. But um, ultimately, going to put up some big numbers. By far, my favorite in this conference. Oh um, yeah, they they. This is definitely. It's weird. Because uh, this is to me, and it, a lot of it has to do with what they did actually in the transfer portal. Transfer portal um, is is they Bama is kind of the head and shoulders, I think. And I know Georgia has recruited great, but again, they just bring ten starters. That's just not defense. That's the whole team yeah. from last year's team. They only bring ten starters back. Yeah. So you're gonna get guys who are gonna have to earn their stripes on oh, yeah. both sides of the ball. Yeah. Um, Alabama gets they get. A transfer in from Georgia, actually, Jermaine Burton, who's a, yep. a deep threat type guy. Uh, Tyler Harrell is another guy that can stretch the field. Um, they bring in uh, Jameer Gibbs from Georgia Tech, who's an all-around threat. Yep. I mean, this is the go with guys that they already had that are already recruited. Um, and, oh, by the way, yes, they get the Heisman Trophy winner throwing in the ball. That, not, too, not too bad. Right. That's why I think this will tell a lot about where Georgia is. Um, Obviously, everything went together so well last year. I mean, um, just pieced together perfectly to win a national championship. But now how do you reload? Because in, in this, especially in this conference, and to stay right there with your your, um, your rival, you know, your now conference rival kind yeah. of thing in, in Bama, uh, how do you respond? Because Bama shows they reload. They don't rebuild. They reload. Yeah, even though, yeah. <laughs> even though Saban said last year was a rebuilding year, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just made the championship where it's a rebuilding yeah. year. It's like okay, uh, Georgia. How do they? Like you said, with only ten starters, a lot of talent. Can you make that talent all come together and still be, uh, you know, fighting for a national championship? Well, this will show. I mean, like, can Georgia now fully take that step into this like top tier? Uh, division in all of college football with Bama, with uh, you know, an Ohio State, with teams like that, Clemson. because this is going to show if they can sustain. Like I said, it's not it's not rebuild, it's reload, and see where they can go from that. I mean, they like I said, they bring them back ten starters, but again, they have recruited so well over the last three four years that they they have guys waiting in the wings to take that. To move to keep the needle moving, yeah. and they're also in a side of the division they don't they don't have to play a And M every year. They don't have to play LSU, who's now got Brian Kelly as the head man. They don't have to play those teams in the West on the schedule all the time. They get an approved Tennessee, yep. which talk about them here in a few minutes. They get a pretty good Kentucky team yep. 
They get better. Florida, who's gonna have, who's gonna get better, yep. but is gonna be with a first year head coach. Yep. They get Vandy, Missouri, who South Carolina, South Carolina, who's on the come up. I mean, the East is better than what it has been, no, but no. it's still not on the same no, par no. as the it's, West. It, if there's a, if there, especially a year like this, if there's a year to kind of get your footing again after losing all those players and get those recruits in here, train them up, get it, you know another great class coming in for next year, all that. This is a pretty good, especially division to be in, yeah. where you can kind of just rely on what you already have to beat those kind of teams, and then just you know worry about getting to that SEC championship and playing Bama. So, because yeah, I don't think I don't think you guys are necessarily worried about these other teams when it comes to you know who's stopping the Bama tra- or the 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 Georgia train, right? I, the only team you're really you're really worried about is Bama, because did Bama lose a whole lot in the draft? They didn't lose as much as Georgia did. Not, not as much no. as Georgia, but they, right? lost, so they they're, lost a lot, so too. So they're, re, they're reloading, and they already have players that they were ran in a championship game exactly. that lost to Georgia yeah. that are trying to get their get back. So yeah. when you look at that situation, you have to be like – you have to lean. I mean, I guess we're all leaning towards Bama anyway. Yeah. So I guess we're just trying to figure out who's going to stop Bama. And, well, the best, and the best team to do it is if Yeah, if Bennett, Georgia. If Bennett's not absolutely phenomenal – in that national championship game, especially there towards the end, you know Georgia loses that game, and it's just kind of the same thing. It's like, wow, we're 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 almost there, but we just can't get over that hump. Well, so, I remember too, bit or uh, Young lost. I mean, Mechie was beat up. I don't know, and he lost Jamison Williams. Absolutely no. I mean, he Bam. But like what I'm saying is like we kind of know what to expect with Bama how they're going to re- respond. It's Georgia. It took a. One of the best defenses we've seen. Mm-hmm. It took, like I said, a phenomenal performance by Bennett there. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that stupid fumble, what he didn't miss a pass or whatever, yeah. you know, something, you know, just stupid stuff like that to win a national championship. So now it's like, what do you have to do? And not taking credit from them, that's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying it took a lot for them to get that done. Sure. And now they have to turn around and play, you know, uh, being um, play against teams like Bama again. With rebuilding, so it's like just I'm that's they're just my my team to watch because I just think they're getting better. I, I love what they're doing. It's just I don't know how like they're good enough to get to the championship, but are, are they really good enough to win it again? I, I just don't I don't see it right now. Well, we'll get to Bama here in a second. Give me a team in the East that can give Georgia some issues. Like it comes down to it, like. This team's playing well enough to yeah. – this matchup's coming down to it that if Georgia doesn't win this game, they might not even have – they might have to worry about Bama because they're not right. going to see him in the see. SEC championship game. Obviously, South I, Carolina? I, I, see, I mean, obviously, like he was saying, South Carolina's on the wow. rise, right? Mm-hmm. I like what they're doing. Not quite there yet. Uh, obviously, you don't feel like they're quite there as far as, like, the talent that they have on the team? Yeah, like they, they just got to keep doing kind of what they're doing. I mean, Beamer's only been there, you know, going into this as his second season. Um, yes, yep. yep. So it, it's just kind of, you the know. The confidence is high in the program. Yeah, there's a lot of good things going. I mean, it's it's cool, but it's. What about on the off- their offensive talent? Well, I mean, like obviously they, they got uh, Spencer Rattler, yeah. you know, was able to turn that uh, into something. Um, hopefully, you know, he has a great year. Um, and gets that team going in the right direction. The problem, like I said, they just got to keep building off what they're about to do and hope that they can put something else together. But honestly, I think the team in Florida, 
Florida's got to be the team that's going to have to keep Georgia in check. Um, a lot of talent there, um, a lot of just real athletes, things like that. I think that's going to be what's going to have to do it because I, I think the same thing with Kentucky. Kentucky's moving in the right direction. I just don't think they're quite there yet. Close. They're getting closer, um, but not quite there. So it's going to have to be Florida that keeps Georgia in line. I think it's going to be the team, it, it, for me, is going to be Tennessee. And the reason why is because I think they had the best quarterback on that side of the division. Yeah. And Hendon Hooker. That's a good point. Um, this is an offense that went from 21 to 39 uh, this uh, this past season uh, under Josh Heupel. Um, you, you look, they led the SEC in 30-yard-plus uh, plays. Uh, Hooker and then uh, a receiver, I think, Cedric T- uh, Tillman. Those are the two, like, the deep threat uh, for that team. The one thing, though, is that that can, really can hold uh, Tennessee back is going to be that defense. The defense is going to have to toughen up. I mean, the offense could score points, but the problem is is your defense can't stop them. Then eventually that offense is going to get slowed down enough to where the other team is going to end up pulling away. So if Tennessee can make the progress on defense, which Tennessee's done good recruiting, you know, they, the donors have fully bought in and they're putting money behind the program – if that defense can make that jump in progress, then I think we could see Tennessee be that team that steps up and you know could be a speed bump for Georgia. And are they going to beat Georgia? Probably not, but they can give uh, Georgia some big reasons for concern, especially when they're breaking. They've got defensive starters coming back, but they're also breaking in a whole bunch of new guys on defense. So if they can be dynamic on offense again with an improved defense, then I think Tennessee could be that team in the East that can ultimately kind of push Georgia to take that top spot. And we haven't even talked about Kentucky, which Kentucky ultimately could be it. I just think with Hendon Hooker on the that side, on being that quarterback for Tennessee with that offense, that just for me gives them. Kentucky to me is a team that's going to like knock someone off. Um, but maybe not be able, enough to like hold it there, like hold themselves in the position to win the East. Are they in the same position as South Carolina? Would you say that? No, they're ahead of South Carolina. They're, Kentucky's uh, ahead of yeah, South Carolina. Not much, yeah. okay. but they're ahead of them. Um, like I said, Beamer's getting there. He's getting his team the way he wants it. Uh, got you know some great transfers in. Um, Spitz Rattler, man, I, I think he's going to have a really good year. Uh, I'm rooting for him. Um, you know, I know he got a lot of bad hatred towards him for a little bit, but, you know, when you had a guy like Caleb Williams sitting behind him, it was just kind of like every little mistake you made was that much greater because you had such a stud sitting behind him. So, mm-hmm. Well, he also was in the run-in. Like, a lot of people had him as a Heisman fa- well, favorite oh, yeah. last year. So. He, he was yeah. the favorite going into the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that, that's kind of the thing. But I think he has a great bounce-back year. Um but, you know, you look at Kentucky, and they've just got a really tough um, schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, at Florida, uh, at Ole Miss, they get South Carolina I have my home. thoughts. I have my thoughts here in a minute on Ole Miss. Um, at, or they get or at Tennessee. Um, they get Georgia at home, and then they get Louisville at home. So it's just kind of like a – I think they're going to win – a couple, maybe one of these big games, maybe uh, start the year strong against beating Florida, or it might, um, or it might be um, 
a Tennessee team that's gotten hot and knocking Tennessee off. I'm not sure where it's going to be, but they've just got a tough schedule for where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that's why I can't really see them winning the East, but I could see them being a team that's going to upset someone. Oh, I could definitely in, see in, in a big spot. I can see Kentucky definitely do that, whether it be a Tennessee or if you know things do come together. Um, maybe they do be end up being maybe like an A and M or something like that. Um, I yeah, I, I I agree. I think I like Florida mainly because I like Billy Napier. I like what he did at Louisiana. Um, he brings some good players over from Louisiana that followed him over to Florida. Um, they do have Anthony Richardson, uh, who was the better quarterback at Florida last year. Mm-hmm. So he does have a dynamic playmaker as his QB uh, going into the season. So I can see Florida making some noise. I just don't know if they're going to be there just yet. Um, they're, they're already off to a great start in recruiting. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, let's jump over to the West real quick. Obviously, we've talked all we I mean we we didn't really even touch much on Will Anderson and his 33 and a half tackles for loss last year um on that defense but let's go ahead and talk about who's the team I think we may have a team who is should is the team uh that could you know if anybody can knock Bam off who is it going to be and I I I would think maybe think too that it's A&M it's A&M for me obviously um I wa- I rewatched that A uh, and M Bama game the mm-hmm. other night. I was uh, so disgusted because OU or OU uh, Yankees gave up a two run bomb to Devers on Sunday Night Baseball, and that was pretty much the dagger for me. And so I turned that game off and turned on A and M Bama game and just watched it. And A and M man, I mean, they had a lot of skilled players uh, all over the field, both sides of the ball, that really kept Bama in check. And that's why they were able to win that football game. Um, and then you've got the recruiting classes that they've gotten. I, I think this team, um, they're set up to uh, to win. Um, don't know if it's if it's uh, quite there yet to be like at Georgia or a, or even Bama. Like I said, they're a team that's going to knock off some people. Um, but if there is a team that is going to be uh, playing in the um, the West out of uh, over Bama, it's going to be a and Bama has a pretty stacked schedule too, huh? Yeah, Bama has a tough schedule have, this year. I mean, you're talking Texas the second game. You're talking Arkansas, A&M, Tennessee, back-to-back-to-back. Yeah. Uh, then you look, you have LSU, which is obviously LSU is not – you know, they have a lot of new things going on, but, you know, that's always a popular game. That's always going to be a tough game, whether they're mm-hmm. ranked or not. Um, you got Mississippi right after that, and then you end the season with Auburn. Obviously, Auburn yeah. is one of those teams that's – they're well, not – they weren't they – weren't, right, it's a rival, so it's always a big game. They're, they weren't on the top 25, but, you know, they, they did get a couple votes, some votes to be in that top 25 list. So, you know, you could see them possibly, sure. you know, stepping in and knocking off Bama at that last game, depending on – you know how tough because they have a tough schedule and they have a lot of back-to-back tough games. So I'll say this about A and M. Very interested to see what's going to happen. Uh, I don't think A and M's far off from those guys defensively because mm-hmm. of how they've recruited. Um, they brought in new DJ, uh, new defensive coordinator DJ Durkin, who just came over from Ole Miss. Um, he turned that Ole Miss defense around. Uh, they were a fast physical defense last year um, down in Oxford uh, with the pieces that he's gotten from the recruiting classes. I 
don't see reason why that can't be the same way uh, in College Station. It's just going to come down to the same thing. It's come down to the last couple seasons for them, and that's on the offense. Yep. Um, you know, this is Jimbo Fisher's offense, and it feels like it's almost an outdated offense. They don't really push the ball down the field. Um, you want to talk about it? I know you have your issues with Dylan Gabriel as being a lefty. Um, the guy they brought in, Max Johnson uh, from LSU, lefty. I mean, my God, he looks like he has a throwing motion that's like five miles per hour. I mean, literally, it is in slow-mo, it looks like, all the time. Um, I kind of expect uh, the uh, other guy, uh, Connor Wiggum, to kind of take that, or Wigman to take that uh, QB uh, starting one spot, because I think he's a guy that can push the ball downfield more, because they have the athletes at receiver. And the way that they're going to be able to beat a Georgia or a Bama is you're going to have to uh, – you're going to have to push the ball downfield, and you're going to have to make them sweat. Because um, if you don't, then Bama's just – that defense is just going to line up and just smack you in the mouth. And basically we're just going to be talking about again about how A&M is overrated, how they're not going anywhere, that they're one of, they're one of the best – they're one of the best – they're the best team on paper that money could buy in college football, but they can't get anything out of it. And, you know, at the end of the season we're going to be looking at them, watching them in a – you know, a pretty mid bowl, and being like, "Well, what if?" Yeah, and a lot of transfers. Their their schedule yeah, worked out really right. well to have Miami at home, to have Arkansas at home, to have Ole Miss at home, to have Florida at home. Um, it just kind of worked well in that because I mean, your road games are Auburn, uh, South Carolina, and it's Bama. So, um, you know, you figure you lose one of those games, one of those tough road games. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just say it's Bama, right? It puts you in a position to where you lose your um, controlling your own destiny because you lose to a, a Bama, uh, but you figure Bama might get one loss in there at some point. Um, but they've got that got the over, so it, that's where it's just a tough deal, man. To where even if they have a great year, but they lose to Bama, they're not going to make it out of the West. No. So that's where things get just interesting. That. Um, it's going to take beating Bama and then playing your, you know, your good ball and win the games that you got to win, to uh, to make it out. So I think one of my bold predictions, and I got a couple on this the West side. One of my bold predictions is that Arkansas's, they're taking out one of them. What I think they're taking out, I think they're going to come out and be either slide in and be either Bama or A yeah. and M. Well, no. you know, it was just you know Arkansas beats A um, and M last year, right? Mm-hmm. Played a great football uh, game. Um, offensively, they were fantastic. Defensively, they were strong for a while, but then ended up giving up some big plays. Thing with Arkansas, and I, I do agree. I do believe they have the ability to do that. I like what they're doing there. But um, man, it, they lost a lot of talent too. Um, it's how they respond back. Um, uh, you know, obviously getting oh, uh, what's his face. Um, OU transfer. They got Jane Hazelwood, which Hazelwood. I think this will probably be his first season. He's probably going to be – I mean, I, he, I think he probably was a little bit last year, but I think this will be his first season where he's, like, actually, like, 100% healthy. Healthy, you know, he's expected to be the guy, you know. Um, we'll see how they respond with that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they, like you said, knock off a dog, but they've got a uh, they've got a tough road. They do have a tough schedule. They've got a very tough schedule. Their off their non conference schedule features BYU and Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, which that's I mean that's no uh, cakewalk either. Uh, my other one is that I think 
one of the biggest disappointments in SEC this year is going to be Ole Miss. Um, Ole Miss loses both def- uh, lose both their offense and defense coordinator. I don't. It does not sound like both quarterbacks are making a huge impression right now. And Luke Altmaier and uh, transfer in Jackson Dart. Um, Zach Evans is a stud. He was a stud out at uh, Dart from USC, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, Zach Evans was a stud at TCU last year. I actually think he'll be pretty good for uh, Ole Miss. Um, I just think I just don't know. I just don't think this team is going to be. I just don't know if they're going to have the same, especially on defense, the same physicality as they had last year. Yeah. Um, and I think they're going to. I I think they're going to get a little exposed this year. And I think it's going to. You know, they're going to lose some games. You know, to a. You know, on the road to a. You know. To either on the east to a Kentucky or South Carolina, or if they even play Tennessee, you know, lose to an Arkansas, things like that. I think the way people talk, they kind of picture an eight and four season. Would not be surprised if it's a seven and five and six and six season. Wow. Let me ask you this: I mean, we kind of mentioned it a second ago, but LSU, how's how's first year Brian Kelly? I think pretty good. I think eight. I think if they go eight and four, I think that might be a good start for Kelly. Because they've lost a ton, whether it was in the draft or transfer portal. Um, they did bring in Jaden Daniels, a talented QB from uh, Arizona State. Um, so that does help. They have a really good – they have one of the better receivers in the conference. Um, and uh, – let's see here. And Kayshawn Boot, uh, they have a good running back in John Emery. Um, defensively, I'm, you know, we'll see. I don't know how good the defense is going to be. Um, they've retooled the staff. Um, so it's going to be interesting, but I think eight and four for LSU this season, I think, is a good start for the Brian Kelly era. Um, maybe they're, they again, they could be one of those things where they maybe they upset someone in the uh, uh, that's kind of projected, and maybe they beat like a team like a you know a Tennessee or they beat an Arkansas, something like that. You know, just kind of you know. Gives them a lot more confidence, but I I think eight and four is a good start for them. I would say eight and four sounds right. I'm hoping for a nine and three out of them. Um, you know, they open the year against Florida State. Um, you know, a Sunday night primetime game. It's a big game for both of them. Big big game for both of them. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I think LSU gets off to a good start beating Florida State. That kind of gets a little bit momentum because then they've got uh, one, two, three. Three games in a row that are going to be pretty easy wins. Uh, be sitting at four and zero to start the year, um, and then going at to Auburn. Then you got Tennessee at home, at Florida, Ole Miss at home, which will, by then we'll know how serious Ole Miss is. Yeah. Uh, you get Bama at home. Um, then you go to Arkansas. Uh, you got UAB in the Cakewalk November game. Yep. And then you Classy go. SEC. Then you finish the year at A and M. So. I would like a nine and three year out of them, but uh, eight and four sounds a little bit more realistic. But it's to see where they're at com- competing uh, with Bama at home, at Arkansas, at A and M, at Auburn. How do they look at Florida? How do they look in those games? Are yeah. they just completely getting just ran all over? Um, you know, can't stop teams. You know, offensively not moving the ball at all, or are they starting to? see the Brian Kelly um, effect and, sure. and seeing some stuff happen there. Um, but I'm guessing even all three of us were taking 
Georgia Bama in the SEC title game. It has to be. Yeah. 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 A&M. But I do close. see Bama losing. Oh, so you ta- you're taking Georgia in it? No, not okay. I'm sorry. I see Bama winning that game, but I do see Bama. I don't think Bama's going undefeated this year. Okay. That's you see them losing a game during the season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I think honestly they're gonna because Bama's schedule is so tough, mm-hmm. and these teams aren't scrubs. Yeah. Right. We're talking about the SEC, and I see. I think Bama's gonna lose in one of those back to back to back games they have between. Uh, I think t- is it Tennessee A and M and. Uh, it's Arkansas, Arkansas, A and M, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. that's I a tough gonna, I think they're gonna. They're either gonna lose that game or they're gonna lose one of their later games. I think. Are they on the road at? Ten, are they on the road at Arkansas and Tennessee? Yeah. I'll tell you what. We'll find out how serious Tennessee <laughs> is. Yeah. I think they're gonna lose one of those games. Um, I think they're gonna have to. I think they're gonna be. They're gonna get to the playoffs. Um, and I think they're going to get to the playoffs because they have to beat Georgia. Sure. Right? So, I see them taking, like, that number two or three seed. Are we saying Bama is the SEC champion, though? I'm picking Bama as the yeah, SEC yeah, champion. Yeah, 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 100%. Uh, real quick, before we go uh, or move on, uh, obviously I think we both agree that it's probably be Bryce Young and Will Anderson as the offensive-defensive player. Um, if anybody can upset them, on uh, at least uh, offensively, um, who do you li- who do you like? Oof. Um, I would say offensively. Hmm. Hang on one second. Give me one second here. Offensively, it's probably going to have to be. Um, I mean, that's just a big. <laughs> that is a tough stretch to say. Because I was going to say. Anthony Richardson from Florida. Okay. Um, I think they could put up some big numbers. I think, uh, you know, you could look at – it's got to be maybe someone from A&M. I mean, the year that, th- that th- they're hoping to have, uh, you'd think that something big has to come from there. It just – you know, there's quite a few question marks there on, on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you lose your quarterback that beat Bama last year. It's like – it's just kind of a weird start over at QB, so it's that's kind of odd. Which he went to Auburn, right? Who? Um, what's his name? Z- Z- the quarterback from AM. That yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, he transferred to Auburn. Yeah. Um, to the Z, I can't remember. Zella, I think it's like Zaldares or something. Yeah. It's like it's very close to Will Zella. Zell <laughs> Torres. His name. Which, by the way, shout out Will yeah, finally getting the win. That's fantastic. Dude, I was so happy for him. Um, I don't know. Who, who, who are you thinking offensively? Uh, Hendon Hooker uh, okay, from Tennessee. Yep. I mean, you're talking about See a guy that. who, like I said, they led the SEC in total, uh, you know, t- uh, 40 yard plus plays with 23. A guy who, uh, you know, a guy who can not just in the air but on the ground can move the ball. Uh, he's a guy for me that's going to be, if anybody can up in Bryce Young as Offensive Player of the Year in the SEC, it's Hendon Hooker. It seems like where you're at on Tennessee is kind of where I'm at on Florida. That's fair. So it's just kind of like I think Florida's, you know, if they're going to be the team that keeps Georgia in check, you're thinking Tennessee might be a team that kind of, you know, is a plays upset alert, you know, on some teams. So, yeah, I, I get that. Defensively, who, who you got? Nolan Smith from uh, Georgia. Yeah, I was about to say. It's yeah, got it, yeah. It's, he's the only guy. I mean, there's some really good players in the – 
SEC defensively. I mean, A&M is going to have a yeah. few of them. Someone's, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. but uh, Nolan Smith to me because he's the guy who I think is going to be the anchor for that defense. Um, he's the kind of guy who could take that defense and keep the just keep them moving, like chugging along, you know, being a top-tier defense. So sure. Nolan Smith's the guy for me. Cool. Uh, let's go ahead and get to the Big Ten real quick. Just run through oh, this. Oh, yeah, your favorite conference. My favorite, most boring conference in the world. You're such a hater, bro. You're um, such hey, a hater. Tell them to do something, and I'll, I'll, I'll watch. I mean, they do Show have Ohio up. State. I didn't see them in the playoff last year. Mm. Did you? Touche. Well, I mean, I didn't see OU in the playoff last year I know, either. I saw, so I saw a Michigan in there, and I saw them get, you know, worked. Worked. So. Um, so I guess I mean obviously this this conference begins and ends with I mean with Ohio State yeah. this season they are going to be I mean we talked about everything that you know that Bama is going to have an offense Ohio State has every right to claim the top offense in college football this year now real quick did they get rid of the uh, the divisions did I hear that right no I don't think that I think they're considering it but I don't think they have. Because okay. everything I've seen, they still have an East and West division. Okay. For some reason, I thought I had heard that. Uh, it could be something they could definitely consider. It might be when the you know when the USC and UCLA make their way. Oh, over for there. sure, yeah. But again, this this Ohio State offense is. I mean, it starts with C.J. Stroud, then it gets followed by Travion Henderson, and then the receiving core for Ohio State is just going to be nuts. Um, the guy who's probably leading the leading candidate for the Bolitnikov this year, and Jackson Smith and Jigba, guy who just absolutely showed out in the Rose Bowl last oh, year. Yeah. Um, they bring back uh, some of the, uh, you know they bring back majority of their offensive line. I mean, this offense is just going to be nuts. The defense, on the other hand, was the reason why they were not in the playoff last year. They made sure to go out and try to change that. They went and dove into Stillwater and stole Jim Knowles away from Oklahoma State, making him one of the highest-paid assistants in the country And because they're hoping that he can do for Ohio State what he did for Oklahoma State, and which is turn around that defense and make them a top uh, unit in college football. Uh, it's going to, you know, he has talent there. They recruited well on the defensive side, so it's going to be very interesting to see. I guess the only question is we start with, is there any reason to think that Ohio State just does not just breeze through this conference? You know, for me, obviously this is a non-conference game, but it will tell a lot is obviously game number one, Notre Dame-Ohio State. It's going to be a great one. You know, we, Ohio State's got national championship aspirations. I, I get that year in and year out, but you're number two. You're absolutely loaded uh, offensively. Like you said, you had defensive problems. You feel like you probably addressed a lot of that, including getting a new coach. Um, this is it, man. I, I think they have to uh, to go through this schedule. I mean, it's very uh, friendly. Um, you know, you're at Michigan State would be maybe the only game that you're kind of like circle there, being like, okay, that's, that's going to be a tough road game mm-hmm. mid-season. Uh, other than that, you get Michigan at home. Um I'm telling you, man, I, I think this is a, a special, special year for Ohio State mm-hmm. um, where everything just kind of has fallen really well together. No, um, you're right. And all of a sudden, I mean, they're 14 and a half points favorites against Notre Dame. Notre Dame's number five in the country. Yeah. And they're a 14 and a half point favorite. And that, that says a lot about that offense. That says a lot about that offense. I think Jeez. Ohio State 
is going to go undefeated. Right. I mean, it's, it's tough to argue. I mean, Ohio State has – it's kind of the same vein as like Oklahoma is that they've had that same, you know, kind of deterrent where they could drop a game. Mm-hmm. I just don't know where – I just don't I, – I don't see it. It's going to be tough, but, I mean, you look at the – I mean, their schedule. I mean, like I said, they open up – with. All their tough games are at home except for Michigan State. Yeah. Yeah. Even, I mean, like you said, uh, the last game against Michigan, I think they have a game. Um, a Michigan team that I think is going to be really down. Played. A Michigan team, we talked about that. I got I got talked back into it a little bit with Michigan just because I was listening to uh, the late kick with uh, Josh Pate, and he was talking about Michigan. He seems to be a lot higher on Michigan. Um, the defense he does, we talked about the other day, is that the defense has lost a lot. He's a lot higher on their offense. Um, that offensive line is going to be good for Michigan. Um, they have a lot of playmakers. I didn't realize they brought back Blake Horam to go with uh, Donovan Edwards as the running backs. So that's a that's a really good tandem. They bring back Ronnie Bell from injury. Are y'all expecting anything from uh, Wisconsin? So that's the thing. September twenty yeah, fourth, Wisconsin does go to uh, does go to uh, Ohio State. This is, for me, would be a preview of what would be the Big Ten Championship because I have Wisconsin winning the, the West. Wisconsin, it's going to be interesting to see. If Wisconsin's brand of football is what gives teams like Ohio State issues, they're going to have arguably the best running back in the conference and Braylon Allen uh, back for, Ohio, or for Wisconsin. I mean, the guy is a workhorse. I think they bring back majority of their offensive line. The one thing that's going to hurt Wisconsin the most is going to be their quarterback play. Um, it just does not seem something that's been addressed. I think Jim Leonard, he's a great defense coordinator. He's going to have that defense fine. It's going to be quarterback play for me for Wisconsin. Um, but they get an early test right off the bat with uh, Ohio State, September 24th. We'll see kind of where they are. Um, I mean, I guess <laughs> the one stumbling block, obviously, for Ohio State is going to be Iowa. <laughs> Yeah. No, uh, the Michigan – I mentioned the Michigan State game uh, October 8th um, on the road. I mean, East Lansing's a tough place to play at. Mm-hmm. So, But, uh, I mean, I again, though, I I, tend, I agree with Preston. I, it's tough for me to see uh, where, where Ohio State slips up at. Michigan's um, – you know, like I just said, I, I do believe they're not going to look anywhere near what they did last year. But they get pretty fortunate in this, and this is probably why your uh, your boys maybe a little bigger on them. They have eight home games this year. It's not bad. Four road games, eight <laughs> eight home games, four road games. They've got Colorado State. They've got Hawaii. They've got UConn. They've got Maryland. Uh, then you go to Iowa State. You got at Indiana. Uh, you got Penn State at home. Michigan State at home. At Rutgers. Nebraska at home. Illinois at home, and then at Ohio State. I mean, that's a pretty nice little schedule. Yeah. Um, I mean, all, all your teams that are kind of your threat, um, even the ones that are like maybe a little sleeper, kind of like an Indiana has been. Uh, you mentioned Iowa, what Iowa could be. Um, you, you even get, I mean, you know, you set yourself up to where you get, you're looking at a pretty easy nine-win season without even a blink. Um, they um, well, my thing is, when you look at that. Like I said, most of the teams that 
they'll face that are really good are going to be later on in the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lo- that's a good time for them to get that. The defense is not going to be as good as it was last year. That's I mean, you lose uh, Aiden Hutchinson, you lose Daxton Hill, you lose David uh, Ajobo. I mean, you lose some really good pieces, and you also lost your defense coordinator. But confidence can be built over that time. Now, granted, you're going to be beating on, on some lower teams and some lower teams in the Big Ten. But going into – like I said, I don't expect Ohio State to lose to them. But, again, you can have them going into the shoe, you know, ready to fight, you know, confident in that game. And, again, like I said, the one thing that they have uh, that works in their favor for them is what killed Ohio State last year, Michigan's running game. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they bring back two really good running backs. So um, it's going to be interesting, but, again – I, I fully expect Ohio State to go undefeated in the Big uh, Big Ten. Do you think that uh, there are some things that Wisconsin could do in that game that can, could kind of expose? As a matter of fact, do you think there are some things that Notre Dame can do in that first game that could kind of expose Ohio State oh, a little absolutely. bit to I mean, where Wisconsin can look at that and be like, okay, we're going to take advantage of this? The problem with Wisconsin and the one thing that's held them back is that they've been so one-dimensional. You know, maybe it's like, oh, wow, Notre Dame's having a lot of success passing. Well, that's not Wisconsin style. You know, okay, now they were running the ball really well. Okay, that's great. But you're going to be in a freaking um, a uh, barn burner, a, a back-and-forth type offensive game against Ohio State. Wisconsin, I just don't think, uh, is built for that. Mm-mm. Where Notre Dame has a little bit more to where they can score quicker and things like that. So even even the holes that Ohio State might show in that game, I don't think it's enough to get Wisconsin to a point where they're like, okay, yeah, we can use this against them because they're just not built for that. Notre Dame is built so much better in the trenches mm-hmm. than Wisconsin. Oh, they've got this NFL season. talent on, which Wisconsin on is side. too. Well, I mean, I mean the offense on the offensive line for sure. But but the but Notre Dame's like a more said, put together team. Yeah, than yeah. They, like I said, they, they can, can do it on adapt. both sides of the ball. They can yeah. adapt. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're spread, whereas Wisconsin is you know running two fullbacks. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I mean. Uh, Wisconsin, I mean, well, they'll be running two fullbacks, but they will, like I said, they will be running one of the more dynamic playmakers in the in that conference in Braylon Allen, yeah. a guy who came out his freshman year and just absolutely lit yeah. it up. Sure. Um, so past Wisconsin, other than Northwestern, we don't really see have Ohio State having any issues. No, I mean, there's no yeah, – I'm just playing yeah, on that. Northwestern, I have, yeah. throw, I have to throw my Chicago team in there, I guess, a little bit. Um, <laughs> I think a team that could – Make some noise, uh, you know. Kind of looking at their schedule real quick is you know Purdue. I mean Purdue brings back uh, one of the better uh, quarterbacks in the conference, and Aiden O'Connell. Uh, he does lose David Bell, um, but they did bring some uh, help in through the transfer portal. I mean, this is a team though that they don't get Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan, and crossover play on their schedule. Penn State visits West Lafayette. I think Penn State's probably going to be one of those teams that's, I mean, could it's kind of a middle of the road. T- I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think Penn State's going to be great this year. They'll be pretty good. Um, but I think, uh, you know, Purdue could be a team that can definitely uh, give Wisconsin some issues yeah. uh, in that West. I like that. I'm, um, I'm going for it, man. I'm saying Nebraska. It has I, to. I, I mean, I, they have to make a move this year. I'm going Nebraska in that, and I think it matched up pretty well. Because the games that I think that are, you know, quote-unquote tough, 
they're they've got at home. Um, you know, I mean, they've got Wisconsin at home. They've got OU at home. Um, you know, you figure. Um, where is it? They got Michigan. I think they beat Michigan this year. Um, I think that's one of those games that I, I had marked for Michigan to be like that's going to be disappointing. So <laughs> I'm already looking at two losses with Ohio State and Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting year. But this is the all-in moment for uh, Nebraska this that, year. That's a great call. Um, I, Nebraska, I obviously think they're going to be more improved. They were arguably one of the greatest three and nine teams ever in college football. Um, <laughs> I think they'll make a bowl game this year. I do think they're going to upset someone like a Wisconsin or a Michigan or a Michigan State uh, if they do play them. I mean, you got to put OU on there too. I mean, yeah, they could beat OU. I mean, definitely this is that's the litmus test for OU right there is going into Lincoln against a Nebraska team that's changed their offense coordinator. It's going to be a pass-happy offense now. They've uh, changed quarterbacks. Oh, he's facing Casey Thompson again. They've you know they've hit the transfer portal heavy. Um, their defense is going to be pretty good. Again, Nebraska's will be. Um, it, I mean, Nebraska has has done everything that they need to do. One to try to save Scott Frost, or Scott Frost's job. I mean, if he can't make any kind of improvement this year, he's gone. Yeah. Um, and to you know make a little noise in the Big Ten because Nebraska needs it. Uh, you know that Big Ten West they kind of need it. They need some rumblings going on. They need some fire from someone else other than a Wisconsin. Sure, absolutely. But uh, so. I mean, I think I'm going Ohio State, Wisconsin. Ohio State winning. Um, I got CJ Stroud. I, I mean, I just don't see anybody else who's going to. Braylon Allen's about the only other person I can think of uh, that could uh, push for offensive play, but I think CJ Stroud's going to run away with that award. CJ Stroud, um, I think for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it's tough to. Oh, we said quarterback is the guy who kind of, you know. Is an easy guy to give up for the offensive um, player. I think he's going to be the reason why Ohio State is where they're at this year. Yeah, I agree, and I just think it's uh, like I said, this is it's. I don't want to say it was too easy calling this for Ohio State, but I mean it was. It wasn't very tough. All right, so are we moving on to the ACC or the PAC. Uh, let's go uh, ACC. Okay. The ACC, um, I think last year was one of the first years they didn't have someone in, mainly Clemson, in the uh, playoff. Um, I mean, the big storyline here is can Clemson get back to being Clemson? Um, I, uh, I mean, for me, they're they're the top. They're they're it's their conference or it's their you know their conference. They've run it, but uh, they've got a lot of question marks. Mm-hmm. Um, to, I mean, do you see? Who's the biggest – let's start with just the Atlantic Conference. Who do you see being the biggest one to up, to up, you know, up in them and keep them from getting back to the playoff? You know, I mean, I would know who I'd like it to be, but I know it's probably got the better shot, and that's NC State. I agree. Um, I think they're doing some really good things there. I think they will cause enough issues defensively um, or with their defense. Um, so offensive – It'll screw up Clemson's offense um, and be able to hang in there. Now, I don't know. Where's that game at? 
It's going to be in Clemson because they beat them in uh, NC right. State last year. NC. Yep. So I think in like October first. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. At Clemson, um, that's going to be a big game, man. I mean, that that we'll be able to see uh, kind of where NC State. You know, um, are they? Was that kind of a little fluke there, or are they really building on something and able to? Uh, get Clemson again. Um, Florida State's who I was saying I'd like it to be. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see Florida State obviously get back to being a, a threat there. And um, I just don't know quite if they're there yet, mm-hmm. quite where NC, NC State is, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Wake Forest was obviously someone we've talked a lot about. Obviously took a big step back this week. Um I don't. I don't know. I just think that. Um, yeah, Sam Hartman. What's Preston's yeah, yeah. mentioned? Sam Hartman. Out. He's been announced out indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Um, they they said it's a non. I think football issue. Um, and they said they don't really have a timetable for when he's coming back. Which without Sam Hartman, that just that Wake Forest team just. I mean. Oh, it's a completely different. Yeah, it's a completely different team. Yeah. Um, so yeah, NC State would be the real threat. Couple of things. One, I agree with you. NC State they bring back 17 starters from that nine and three team uh, last year. I mean, this isn't really just a team that could up in Clemson. This is this is one of those like sneaky like they get past Clemson, who's beating them in the ACC and yeah. be a it could be a possible playoff contender. Um, they bring back uh, one of the better quarterbacks in Devin Leary. He had 35 touchdowns, five picks. I think he threw for like 3,800 yards. Um, they were back a good portion of that defense, uh, Tony Gibson's defense, which Tony Gibson did some great work for West Virginia when he was there. Um, he's just continuing it with NC State. I don't. I mean, it's tough. I. I mean, it's going to be interesting for Clemson because Clemson's got so much kind of you know question marks, especially at the QB position. I think defensive defensively they're going to be very good. Uh, they bring back Brian Breezy and Miles uh, Murphy. Uh, to headline that uh, defensive line, I think the defense is going to be good. It's just all about that offense. I mean, if that offense can't get going, I mean, Will Shipley's a pretty good player, but if they can't get going, then, I mean, that defense can only hold for so long uh, before uh, some of these teams with these really good quarterbacks, you know, take advantage of them. So, uh, let's see. So, Florida State, I want to ask you about Florida State. Would it surprise you if Florida State beats LSU week one? No. I agree. No, absolutely not. I, I think, once again, catching LSU at a good time, uh, you know, completely new um, look of what the LSU team is going to look like. Um, you know, Brian Kelly has had a lot of good success, obviously, with Notre Dame, but um, it's going to take him a while to get his system, get his mm-hmm. players and all that in there. No, absolutely not. would not surprise me. Um, right, so, all right, give me – I mean, because Wake Forest, uh, if they don't have Sam Hartman, that they're—I mean—that they're a non-contender to me. Florida State, sneaky, okay. Boston College, you know, they bring back Phil uh, Jerkovic again. It's just like a, a quick bold prediction that, like, this may not be the best conference, but as far as like with quarterbacks and being fun, this might be the funnest QB conference in college football. Yeah. Um, I mean, Louisville again—they got Malik Cunningham. That guy is a playmaker. Uh, but the Atlantic, I mean, who are you taking, NC State or Clemson? I mean, I'm taking Clemson. I, honestly, I think Clemson will end up probably in that top three discussion this year. Mm-hmm. Um, for, and 
kind of hang right there. Um, I think they do lose a game, whether it's going to be an NC State, whether it's going to be just a random game. Um, but I do see them running through that conference pretty pretty easy. Um, but there's going to be a lot of exciting football there. That's that's a conference where Clemson's the favorite, but every week is kind of interesting. If it wasn't at home, I think they lose to NC State. Um, I I'm, I'm agree with you. I'm going to take Clemson in that the Atlantic. I think if it the coach, it, I mean, we talk about the new coaches for that team. Um, I mean, they still have Dabo. They still have the best coach in the conference. That defense is going to be nasty. Um, I think they'll have enough to get past NC State. I think it's going to be close, but uh, I ultimately see them winning the Atlantic uh, and going to play. Oh man, the coastal. There's just nothing really exciting about the coastal conference um, over there. I mean, I, don't, I mean, do we? I mean, Miami by default almost. Um, Miami just gets quarterback play. Yeah, I, I think um, Tyler Van Dyke is going to be an exciting player there for Miami. I think they're doing some good things to buying buying some talent coming in there to Miami. Sure. Um, so I think they're the ones who can jump. Uh, out and maybe make a little bit of noise, but yeah, that that'd be the only other team. Um, before we finish up, Antoine's got to get out of here. Yeah, um, Antoine, real quick, let me That's ask you: one. Give me your four playoff teams, just real quick. For you want rankings? You want uh, just give me. You don't have to put them in order. Yeah, you don't have to put them in order. Four teams that you think that's going to be there. Um, man, that's tough. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to put them in rankings for you. Okay. Ohio State, Bama, Georgia. Fuck. That fourth team is tough. Ohio State, Bama, Georgia. Man. Because I'm looking at this schedule. I'm looking at the top, and I'm like, these teams have to play each other, right? So, yeah. like. I'm not going to have Clemson. You guys might not like this. All right. Ohio State, Bama, Georgia, Baylor. Okay. All right. All right. And who got, who got winning it all? You got playing for it all, winning um, it all? Uh, championship, I got – I'm going to go uh, Ohio State and um, – damn, they have to play each other, don't – no, Ohio State and uh, – Bama. Okay. Ohio State and Bama. He got the championship. It all. Bama. Okay. I think time. that I think that Ohio State is going to be extremely tough because they're they already had the offense, mm-hmm. and now that they're bringing a, a defensive guy over there, and they're going to start focusing more on that. It's like I I really want to see how that plays out through the season. Mm-hmm. I want to see what he put together, and I want to see how they respond to it. Their schedule should allow them to be healthy. You know, barring injuries, their mm-hmm. schedule should allow them to. To be undefeated. Yep. Um, I'm just really, I don't know. I think I think they got the total package, but Bama's just a different beast, man. I get you. Bama's just a different beast. They know what it takes. I mean, they've been to the playoffs with one loss and won championships. They just know how to get it done, and it's just impossible to stop that team. So I got you. I got I like Bama. It. Bama I like winning it. it. Yeah. So. All right. Chitty, um, chitty, bang, bang. 
Back to the ACC. We appreciate uh, the insight from Antoine. Uh, I agree with you. I think Miami is kind of default. I think the one team that could give them some problems is Pitt. Um, I might even say Pitt might even beat them if uh, Jordan Addison had decided to stay uh, with Pitt. Um, but it's in four. It's in uh, it's in Coral Gables, um, and uh, you know Miami is. Uh, uh, they've you know they've got some good talent. Yeah, I agree with you. Tyler Van Dyke is uh, arguably the best quarterback in the conference. Uh, he's going to be uh, fun to watch. We'll find out how real this Miami team is when they go to uh, College Station. Yep. And see where they at. Uh, but uh, no, I agree with you. I like Clemson, Miami. I like Clemson beating Miami though, um, and getting there uh, to uh, you know winning the ACC, getting back to it again, and get back on top. I like uh, I like Devin Leary to I think he's the preseason offensive player of the year for NC State. I like him to win the offensive player of the year. Yep. Um, you know, I gotta go. I still gotta go Clemson. I gotta go DJ. Yep. Um, I think this is kind of his coming out party. Has to be his moment um, because yeah, I mean we're talking about a guy who. Everyone was super high on. Was like, oh man, they're you know he's coming out. He's he's big and physical and got a great arm and all this. And he's kind of just not lived up to that at all. Well, so. he, we watched him throw. We watched him go into South Bend and throw for 500 yards, even yeah. in a loss against Notre Dame. And they thought, okay, we've got our next yeah, great quarterback. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, he has to find a way because if he doesn't. There, I could definitely see Dabo handing the uh, range over to that to the new yeah. freshman QB Cole uh, Kubnik. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna have to make. He's gonna have to take that next step. Absolutely, and um, you know, I mean, I think he would say last year was a very disappointing year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he threw for nine touchdowns and ten interceptions. <laughs> um, you know, it's just kind of like a very disappointing. But this is the year they get it going. They look more as an offensive team mm-hmm. than years past. I think they're going to have to rebuild up on that defense. They'll have, you know, good players and things like that, but they're going to look a little different than, than the years past, losing Venables and, yep. um, you know, just had lo- lost some key players um, to um, to the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that whole conference is interesting, but ultimately Clemson gets it done, and it's because of DJ. Uh, I, you know, I like it. I mean – I I really almost wanted to talk myself into NC State um, because, I mean, if NC State, say they uh, say that it does work for them, they do go in and they uh, they beat Clemson. Uh, I mean, they they don't have the, they don't have a great non-conference schedule. I mean, East Carolina, they're ta- they're pretty high on. They think that they may have something working well for a group of five. They get Texas Tech, who's on the come up. But, I mean, if they beat them, then they get Florida State right behind uh, Clemson. And then, I mean, really, I mean, no Sam Hartman. I mean, Boston, Louisville. I mean, it looks really good for NC State to be a really, you know, a possible uh, dark horse uh, playoff team in uh, 2022. But I agree. I think Clemson, until someone – I mean, unlike last year, but, you know, Kenny Pickett did it. But until someone else proves it, I I think Clemson is going to be back on top. Yep. There you go. Uh, let's head over to the final. You know, final one is the uh, Pac-12. Um, I, you know, 
they they I think did they get they got rid of the divisions in this right? Mm-hmm. So we're really just I mean the top dog for me is Utah. Um, you know it's a team that uh, you know made it to the Rose Bowl. They were just I mean literally if I believe I mean if if uh, Cameron Rising doesn't get hurt, then I don't think I think Utah may win that game. But you know they. Uh, he didn't, and they end up losing. But Cameron Rising is back. They bring back uh, Tavion Thomas is the, uh, running back, and they uh, they have some good playmakers at receiver and tight end. Offensive line uh, has been re- you know the re- they've redone the offensive line. It's you know it looks as one of their top units. They lost qu- they lost some good key pieces on defense, but I they just they're just such a physically tough team that. It's just, I mean, they're going to be. It's just defensively, I think they're going to be fine. I mean, even with the pieces they've lost, they're number seven for a reason. Yeah, um, they are real. They, they have shown that uh, they can score and they can play some mean defense. Um, being able to do that, I think that will be able to be enough to slow down the offenses, um, just enough to where um, they'll be able to make some big plays and score. Um, you know, outscore teams, and uh, yeah, ultimately win this conference. Um, I had the yeah, I had them at one. I think for me, they're going to play Oregon mm-hmm. in the uh, Pac-12 title game. Yep. I think uh, you know Dan Lanning bringing in uh, Kenny Dillingham from Florida State. Uh, you know, uh, they yeah, made the nice pickup. Uh, yeah, nice pickup. But they also brought in Bo Nix to play quarterback for him. Mm-hmm. And if we can say one thing about Bo Nix, the guy has seen a lot of football. Yep, that's true. Um, and he's going to see a lot of not as tough football as he did in the SEC. Yeah. So I think I think Bo Nix will probably obviously have his best year as a quarterback in college football. Um, you, uh, I mean, their schedule. They, I don't think they have a very you know tough schedule. They don't have to face USC. Um, I. Don't I mean that? I don't think they would have to face Utah until they get to the uh, uh, Pac-12 uh, title game. Here's the problem, though: their non-conference schedule tough. They open up right off the bat, Georgia, and then they get BYU September 17th, which I think BYU is a sneaky, you know, could be a New Year's Six team for sure. But again, then they get uh, you know Stanford isn't the Stanford it's been. Uh, you know, Arizona's not very good. Uh, UCLA, I, I like think UCLA. I like UCLA. I actually think UCLA is the biggest, uh, biggest competitor to Utah for me. Actually, in the other side of the ball, I think both. I think both sides of the ball for them, offense and defense, uh, it makes them a more complete team than uh, USC. I mean, we'll talk about USC here in a minute. Um, you know, okay, never mind. They do face Oregon uh, uh, November nineteenth. Yeah, they play at Eugene. So, I mean, that could be well, that's going to be an interesting game. Could it be a you know preview of the Pac-12 title game? We'll see. But uh, I like Oregon to be the other team that uh, faces uh, Utah in that uh, the Pac-12. Um, obviously, I'm going to say I think the biggest the team that stands out the most as who could dethrone you know either one of them. I mean, we just we'll talk about a little bit more about UCLA, but the big name is obviously USC. I mean, we've talked to them. We've talked about USC at length through other episodes. Again, Caleb Williams is great. 
They picked up Jordan Addison at receiver. Uh, are you the best receiver in college football? You know, Mario Williams is a good addition as well. I mean, he showed flashes last year at OU. Again, that offensive line and defensive line, I think, aren't very good. I mean, they were 4-8 for a reason last year, and I don't see they didn't make very much uh, improvements on either side. Corey Foreman, I finally have gotten his name right. I've <laughs> called him different names, a bunch of them. But Corey Foreman, it's about the only bright spot on that defensive line. And I've already heard, apparently, he's been away from the team. So, who knows what's going on with that. But they've added some pieces uh, through the transfer portal. I just, you know, some at some point, some of these teams that are kind of piecing these teams together with the transfer portal, it just, I don't think it's going to work. I think with USC, they'll have moments, but I just think it's not going to work for them in year one. Um, I think this team is an 8-4 and four team, uh, which is a pretty good year, first year. Um, but uh, I just I like UCLA a little bit more to be kind of that third team in the Pac-12 than USC. You and I are obviously on the same page on this. We've talked a lot about the Pac-12 because of USC, so we've kind of already had this discussion a few times. But yeah, it's Utah, it's Oregon, it's UCLA, and then it's USC. Um, I do believe that um, uh, USC does find some strides at time and light up the scoreboard a little bit offensively. I have to go with um, Caleb Williams as my Offensive Player of the Year. And yeah, it's, um, yeah. I think he's going to have some monster games and some and some uh, losses. You know, I mean, having some some moments where it's like, man, if they could have played a little bit better defense or you know whatever it might be, um, they you know they could have won that game. Uh, but yeah, he's going to be the Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, I uh, I think this is just it's just too easy to call because it's going to come down to a few things. One, Caleb is just that much more talented, um, and two, it's just because they're going to need him to play big. Um, it, whether it's in you know wins and you know when, in the wins or losses, he's going to make a bunch of plays. He's got a lot of playmakers. I think Jordan Addison is going to be a guy that can because that guy's just too talented. I think he's a guy that you know could give him a little pressure at the for the offense play of the year, but. Caleb's just too good. Um, he's going to be great. This uh, he's going to have a full year now to at the helm with this offense. So, yeah, Caleb Williams is the Pac-12 offense player of the year. That's that's an easy call. Yeah. Um, defensive player of the year. Um, really, so saying not going to lie, I didn't look up this guy. Yeah, I am a. I mean, really, I probably would go somewhere. Let's just say, if Devin Lloyd from Utah was back, it'd be an easy call, but. Um, you know, I mean, let's just, I'll go weird. Let's go, uh, they got a four, let's go, uh, Mahamud Diabate at linebacker for Utah. He's probably got to fill that Devin Lloyd role, uh, transferred in from Florida. Let's give him a, let's give him a shot. I mean, Oregon, no, I take that back. Wipe that out. Defensive player of the year, uh, for, uh, the Pac-12 is going to be Noah Sewell. Deep linebacker Oregon. Okay, that dude is super talented, and uh, he's going to be the anchor for that Oregon defense, uh, helping Dan Landing, you know, get started in the pack. So, I'll just have to second that. I'll yeah, take yeah, they go for it. So there you go. Um, uh, let's. So we've run through. So real quick, let's. I mean, we talked about uh, BYU, you know, Notre Dame. Um, 
you look at their schedules, they both have some pretty tough schedules, um, some premier matchups. I mean, Notre Dame's got Ohio State and Clemson on their schedule. Um, first off, I mean, do you see Notre Dame possibly making the playoff? I can't see it just because I do believe that they're going to lose week one, and then they always do it like a Notre Dame fashion. We'll find somewhere throughout the season to have another loss. So um, I think it will be interesting for a while because I think they'll lose the first game and then go on a nice little run. Um, but they'll they'll find another place in there and uh, end up losing one. So they get they they get Ohio State on the road, uh, open up the season. Then they they have Clemson at home November fifth. Then of course they end the season with USC at USC. I don't think USC is going to be the number fourteen team by that season's end. Um, we'll see where USC is at by then, but. Uh, I agree with you. I think just losing that first game against Ohio State is going to be pretty detrimental to them. Um, interested in the Clemson game because I think Notre Dame has a defense that can sustain Clemson's offense or lack thereof that they may have. Um, it's just is their offense going to be able to score enough points against that Clemson defense? So, um, And then my question for BYU, their schedule is so freaking tough. Brutal, it dude. Is I'm brutal. looking at it right now. Um, <laughs> I mean, if they – I mean, obviously, if they find a way – what – really, I mean, you get uh, – you know, you get Baylor, Oregon, uh, Notre Dame, Arkansas, East Carolina is supposed to be good or good, Boise State. I mean, what – what – give me just – give me – which of those games that I just named – do you think that they can definitely – you could see them winning this year? To me, there's a there, – it would e- either be Oregon, just because we're not quite sure yet what mm-hmm. what uh, Lanning's got going, cooking there. Yeah. Um, could catch them at a pretty good time. I, I do believe Oregon's still got a lot of talent. So sure. It, that would probably be a, a, an okay, a safe game for Oregon. But that, that would be it. Or it would be Notre Dame. I mean, honestly – um, like I said, Notre Dame has that um, history, kind of like an OU, mm-hmm. playing with some of these teams that they shouldn't. And they could find themselves late in the fourth quarter in this game, uh, you know, something like a 13-13 game or something like that, and uh, make a make a bad, you know, turnover, uh, allow, a, you know, a, a punt return, you know, something that abnormal to where you let another facet of the game beat you. And, uh, you know, um, BYU knocking you off. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. I think Oregon is that. I just think Baylor's defense is just – I think they would be a little bit too physical. I mean, they went down to – I think Baylor – now, the one thing you can say about the Baylor game, I think they have – Baylor has to go to um, BYU this season, mm-hmm. um, which that place is never easy to play. Um, I think Oregon is that game that they could uh, potentially uh, win because I think Arkansas is just – I think they're too athletic. Um, that, but again, if they somehow maneuver through, say they, they lose just one of those three games, this is definitely a team I can see uh, being uh, being a candidate for a New Year Six uh, bowl game because I mean that's just I mean one they they bring back quite a bit on the offense. The offensive line is going to be very talented. Jaron Hall, their talented QB guy who uh, threw for twenty five hundred yards and twenty touchdowns. Um, 
the biggest question mark is going to be their defense. Um, but if they make those, you know, we'll find out quick about them. But if they can make some improvements, then they're definitely a team I can see making a New Year's Six. For sure. Uh, I guess the only thing is of last year, um, I think you had Houston very high this year. They yeah. bring back quite a bit. Um, I agree with you. I think Houston's the group of five team that makes the most noise. Um, I don't see – obviously, I don't see them making the playoff. Um, but I could definitely see a New Year's Six uh, bowl game for them. I think this is a year Cincinnati, um, you know, has – a kind of a reality check, you mm-hmm. know. It's like, um, you know, the pieces fell in place last year to put them in the position they were. They were clearly deserving of being there. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, you know, they ran into a buzzsaw being Alabama. Yep. Um, and That's I think just the ultimate buzzsaw. Yeah, I think it's just a look in the mirror, being like, okay, well, we are who we are. We're just going to keep building on it. Go mm-hmm. to the Big Twelve next year and start building on that. So. It's not over. The run's not over. It's just the 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 playoff talk. I believe is done. Yeah, that's definitely done. Uh, they, since he's got too many holes to try to fill, I mean, the one thing that they were good was on both sides of the ball, uh, but they've got too many spots to try to fill. Um, Houston, I mean, the thing they they bring back a great quarterback. Um, and hold on, let me see here. His name is Clayton Tune. Got through thirty nine touchdowns, and ten picks last year. Um, he's back again. Uh, they bring back the receiving Nathaniel Dell, who caught 90 balls last year and 12 touchdowns. I mean, this team is just, you know, and they got transfer Cody Jackson from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, this team is going to have talent on the offense. Defensively is probably where they're going to be um, their biggest weak link. But, again, if they can maneuver their way, you know, they don't have a tough non-conference schedule. They I can definitely see this being a team that's like 11 and 1 going into that American uh, Athletic Conference championship against probably Cincy, pulling it out, and they're they're back. They're in a uh, New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah. Um, man, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of a. It's a year, obviously, with a lot of question marks all over the place, all over college football, just because of how things have played out. But. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Houston's going to be the team, man. I, I think they're the biggest threat. All right, so moment of truth. Yep. Preston, give me your four playoff teams. My four playoff teams. Um, I hate to be um, so vanilla, mm-hmm. um, but I do believe, and I, I don't want to put it in order yet because I have to play the scenario in my head. That's fine. You but, just go with the, but yeah. I do believe it's going to be Alabama. I believe it's going to be Ohio State. I believe it's going to be um, – okay. I'm going to go Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Bama. I'm going to go Clemson. I'm going to go – I'm going to go A&M. Oh, A&M. Okay, so you are sticking with the two, uh, two SEC teams. Yeah. I, I was trying to think of a scenario where a or where two SEC teams didn't get in, mm-hmm. um, and I know it's crazy to leave off, leave off the national champions, but I think of how it's going to play out that this is how it just ends up unfolding to where A and M ends up having a better uh, resume at the end of the year after uh, Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship. Yeah, um, 
Good picks. I like it. Um, I look at it too. So just dissecting it real quick between Georgia and uh, A&M. You look at their two big matchups. They've got non-conference. One has Oregon and one has Miami. You kind of look at where either team is at at the time. I guess you could kind of say Miami is just a little bit more ahead of Oregon. Um, but it's close. And A&M will get them at home while I think Georgia faces Oregon at a neutral site. So who knows? We'll find out. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Alabama. I'm going to go Ohio State. I'm going to go. God, it's tough. I, I'm going to go Clemson. And I really don't want to. I kind of don't want to go Clemson. Okay, I'm going to go Bama. I'm going to go Bama, Ohio State, Utah, and Georgia. Mm, I like it. I know it's a tough to – I know it would be a rematch. I'm sure they would change it up because of that. Um, but it's it's tough to leave out Georgia because I just think unless they get tripped up by someone in the east, um, then I just – their only loss it looks like could be to Alabama. And then, of course, they're just going to – Drop you know, them to four and yeah, get back in. Yeah, yeah, get back into it, or they drop them to three, and then they face Ohio State, and the uh, uh, they face them in the one of the semifinals. Yeah, but, I can see that too. Yeah, um, but I like those four, and I like Ohio State and Alabama in the in the championship, and I just I like it to be a nail biter, high scoring game. And I just think just because I don't know if Ohio State's defense is going to be much better this year, I'm going to take Bama uh, in the national championship, 38-35. Wow, real nail biter. I'm going to go crazy, man. I'm going um, Ohio State-Clemson in the championship. No SEC school. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they get tripped up. Um, And I think Ohio State gets it done. And – I, I like it. Um, I like it. Thirty-five twenty-eight. Thirty-five twenty-eight. That's a good one. Um, real quick, uh, I'm taking C.J. Stroud for Heisman. Yep. Uh, I think he's going to have to weigh too many weapons. I think he's going to put up just video game numbers. Um, who do you got for Heisman? Obviously, <laughs> if uh, if you if I'm going Ohio State all the way, I got to go C.J. Stroud. I think. Talent-wise, he's got all the tools. He's one, he's one of those perfect Ohio State quarterbacks. He just fits the mold, what they've done in the past, and uh, looks to have a big year. Um, I think it will be close. Um, I think you know Bryce Young will have something to say about that. Um, I think maybe a, um, you know I've, I've already said. Give me a help on the last thing because I've been trying to remember DJ's last name. DJ, you go. You a. Galele? Yeah, Yugalele. Yeah. That's how, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, he's like, Yugalele? I guess Lele? he's going to be on my Heisman list. i got to learn his last name. Yeah, sure. But he's on there, and I think maybe even a, a um, um, teammate of CJ's in uh, Henderson. I like Travion Henderson as a dark horse. Yeah. I think if this is a year for them to – if there's a year for a defensive player to make a move, I think this is kind of the year – I like Will Anderson to be in New York this year. I think he's just going like, to build off his year from last year. So I think it's going to be uh, C.J., Will Anderson, 
Um, I'm going to go uh, – Bryce Young's going to make it back. Um, and then uh, it's really tough for me to put someone like it, – it's tough for me to put someone like uh, Caleb in there if they go 8-4. Yeah. So I don't think Caleb – That's I'd, why I left him off. I'm going to go – I mean I'm going to go a little homer. I'm going to say Dylan Gabriel gets an invite um, and is in New York. But I like, C, I like CJ to win it this year. Yep. Me too, man. Dude, all I know is talking about this obviously got me very excited. I'm hyped. Um, this is one of the best times of year is when everything starts coming together right here. you got playoff baseball coming. you got uh, you know college football. you got NFL football. Everything's going. It's, it's just very exciting. So um, this episode was great. Loved every minute of it because, yeah, it just means we're that much closer to the beginning of the year. So Literally, we're, I mean, week zero is next weekend. Yeah. Week zero next weekend. Don't, your, you already uh, looked at the lines? Huh? You already looked at the lines? I started looking. <laughs> yep, I started looking at some action and everything like that. Had to reschedule a family float trip to this weekend just because I was like, guys, week zero. Right, <laughs> week so, zero. That's all I got to say. But, uh, yeah, super excited for everything to get going. And, um, yeah, we'll just see how it goes. I'd like to put some, um, some games together for us to start picking uh, next week. Yep. And, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. But, um, you got anything else you want to add? No, man. Uh, I'm just I'm super pumped. This is my favorite time of the year. Obviously, um, I mean I'm a college football guy. Uh, I mean pros fun, but I'm a college football guy. I follow pro mainly because of fantasy. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, by the way, again, me and uh, Preston have a week one matchup coming yep. up. So Could not be any closer. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um, but uh, no, I, I'm so excited. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So. Guys, follow us on social media. Make sure you're keeping up with everything we got going. We'll put our picks and things like that up there. Should go ahead and put our uh, maybe our um, playoff. Oh uh, yeah, I look definitely will. And all that. So make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at your mom's favorite threesome. That's where you'll be able to see everything we got going. But uh, until then, guys, um, have a great week, and we shall catch you later. Adios. Chitty chitty bang bang. Chitty chitty bang bang. <laughs> <laughs>